Thank you, brother. Uh, today, we, um, brother, I got a message from Brother Samaru, and I think other people got it too, that uh, he likes $12,000 having enough money to finish his building. <laughs> and so uh, I feel that we do have the money, and uh, we can... We can send it to him, and uh, some of you, uh, if we vote, we're going to vote on it today. I know some folks said we don't have enough people here, but if we, if we wait to have enough people here, we may never have another business meeting. So uh, we're going to go ahead and have it. Uh, but anyway, uh, if somebody would, if we vote on it and, and we vote to do it, then uh, would somebody please contact him and let him know that that we, we, we're going to send him the money to get it done. But anyway, y'all pray about that. Uh, um, every Bible's turn with me Second 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. <clears throat> the 12th chapter, and we're only going to read the first verse again this morning. And I'm going to finish this message uh, uh, concerning... Um, David and his sin um, says, "And the Lord sent Nathan." That's the title of this of message last week, and that's the title of this week. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, "Thou were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds." But the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had brought, bought, and and nourished up, and it grew up to up together. It did eat of his own meat, and drank of his own cup, and lay in his own bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And it and there came a traveller unto the rich man, and he spared to take his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. Verses 70, Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessing of it. Lord, I pray that you'll give me the strength I need to preach this message this morning. Lord, I pray for those that are here today. pray you'll bless them, and Lord, I'm so thankful to see these folks come out, and, and Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us today, for it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, you may be seated. There's <clears throat> one thing for sure, if God doesn't send anybody to talk to you, then you haven't done anything great against God. I believe this, I've always believed this. That when we do something that we shouldn't do, God's going to send somebody to talk to us. He's going to send something. It's not, not going to just be anybody. It's going to be one of his men. He's going to send them, and just like he did David, he sent Nathan. He didn't have to. Nathan was just a prophet. But here, Nathan, Nathan God made Nathan a mediator between him and David, and 
David could no longer talk to the Lord. And so he sent Nathan to be his spokesman. And I'm sure that David wanted to know why Nathan came. And I'm pretty sure that Nathan told him why he came to see him. You know, people just don't understand it sometimes when people have to come and talk to them. They don't understand it, and a lot of them don't, don't want to hear it. But the, the fact is that God, God loved David. David was a man after God's own heart, and David did a terrible sin. And God sent uh, Nathan to talk to David. And that, that's what our message is about. Last week, we talked about the nature of David's fall and, and what did David do, the nature. We spoke about that last week. And also, we talked last week, um, what is the fruit of, of a child of God's sin? What comes out of it? And nothing good. Let me put it, let me put it that pretty fairly. Nothing good comes out of it. Nothing good comes out of sin. Period. No way. And uh, and so there is a there's a lot of fruit. We said uh, here's what Nathan, who told David, how be it because of this deed, thou hast given occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. That's what happens when you openly commit a sin. And and David could not hide that sin. He tried to, but he couldn't hide it. No way, shape, nor form could he hide that sin. So that caused people to blaspheme his Lord because of his sin. And uh, that's what Nathan told David. And how did David find out about how terrible his sin was? Nathan told him. Nathan told David how terrible his sin was. And uh, so, again, rest assured that if you've committed a terrible sin, God's going to visit you one way or another. He's going to visit you through sending somebody to you, or he's going to visit you in, 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 uh, in ways of, uh, of, of that we don't, sometimes we don't understand why God does it. But uh, we, you know, we we don't we don't fully understand um, uh, chastisement anyway. I, I don't I don't think too many people really understand chastisement because if they did, if they understood chastisement, they certainly wouldn't do some of the things they do. But they don't understand chastisement, and and, and I'll tell you, folks, God will chastise you. He will do things that it's going to put you in a in a, in a dire strait, and and you're going to, you're going to see that and understand that as the time goes along, and you're going to see it and understand that that uh, as Karen and Deborah's grandma used to say, you're going to find that you're in a fix, and and so that's uh, that's that, that was her way of saying it, and I remember one time going to see her. And, and I said, how you doing, Miss Sister Self? And she said, I'm in a fix. And I said, what kind of fix are you in? She said, well, I'm just in a fix. And so, but anyway, that was, that was her way of answering it. 
Now this week we want to talk about a couple of three other things and then we're going to leave this message alone. Uh, next week, Lord willing, Lord's already planned my message for next week. My message for next week is going to be how we should start the year out and how, how we should, uh, what, what, what should we do to start when we start the year out. And, and we're going to be talking about that next week. Now, I want, I want to talk about a couple of other things, maybe a couple of three things here about David. Now, the first thing I want to talk about today is what brought the true conviction of sin to David. What, how, did David how did David get that message? Well, Nathan told David, plainly and simply, thou art the man. When, 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 when David, when Nathan mentioned this about the man that had the little, had the one you lamb, and, and, and he called a lamb his daughter, and, and the rich man came and took that little ewe lamb away from him, and, uh, and, uh, killed it and, and fed it to, to his, his, his visitors. And David wanted to know, well, who was that man? What did Nathan do? Nathan did plain. He pointed right at him and said, Thou art the man. You're him. And, you know, a lot of times we, we don't want to be told that. I'm sorry. We don't want to be told that. Without true conviction, it is only an arrow which has been shot at random. Those who are living with an unconvicted sin can never be reached with a mere hint, but must be pierced in the heart. You know, if, if you've got sin, I, I see it a lot. People on Facebook talk about how terrible sin is in their life. And, you know, you just don't know what some of the others are doing. You just don't know what others are doing to, 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 to think that your sin is a terrible sin. I, I don't know of too many people that commit terrible sins. I really don't. I, I know, I, I know that uh, any sin is terrible, any sin is bad, but I, I don't know of too many people that does that. David committed a terrible sin, and you know, and I and I've known of of, of men who have committed the same terrible sin. And uh, I know of some who would commit it if, if they just had a chance to. But I, I, I've only known of a couple of three people who have really committed the sin that David committed. And, and some of them were preachers. Some of them weren't preachers. But the, the thing about it is, is, you know, David was... What David would be called, what David would be called a preacher today. And he was a man that was after God's own heart. And he would be called a preacher today. But this is what happened to those Jews in Peter's day. Here's what Peter said. He said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. That, that, was, that was those Jews that put Christ to death. He said, now when they heard this, Peter, Peter told them, 
Peter told him plainly, you, you all are the people that put him to death. You're the people that did it. And, and, and the Bible says now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? You know, they, they didn't realize they, they, they put the Son of God to death. You know, and, and, and there's times when we don't realize that if it wasn't for our sin, then Christ wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have had to die. So it just, just as sure as those Jews put Christ to death, sure as they, when they cried out, give us, give us, give us uh, this Jesus, we don't want Barabbas, let him go. Barabbas was a murderer, he was the, he was a man that committed some terrible sin. He said, "Let let him go. Let him go. We we want we want we want Jesus." And they got Jesus, and they took him. And what did they do with him? They crucified him. And and when Peter went to those Jews, and Peter told those Jews, "You did it. You did it." They, the Bible says they were pricked in their heart. And and uh, when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart. And said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what should we do? What, what, how, what, what do we have to do to, to uh, that, that this that this thing will be taken away from us? What do we have to do? And as Christ was pierced for with our sins, Christ was pierced with our sins. So we must be stripped naked before God by Nathan's statement. Like the sin of Cain and Achan, they committed sin that no human lie could cover it up. These, these men. Uh, who, who was Achan? Y'all remember who Achan was. Achan was the one who took the, the thing he wasn't supposed to take. God said, go in there, kill him. But don't take anything that belongs to them, and they and, and Achan did. Achan took back some some things that that was worth some money, and he couldn't cover that sin. What what, what happened in that Achan? He was killed, stoned to death. Who else was stoned to death? His wife was stoned to death. Who else was stoned to death? His children were stoned to death. Just because he took that thing that he shouldn't have taken. Achan, same same way with Cain. What did Cain do when God says, "What what have you done?" And and he told God, he said, "Am I my brother's keeper?" He killed his brother. He killed Abel. And what and what did God tell him? God said, "You're going to be a vagabond rest of your life." And and, and Cain said, "That's more than I can stand." Uh, there, there's a word there that he looked at himself and he said, men will seek me out and want put me in slavery. He said, God, what have you done to me? God's, God didn't say it, but he did it because he had killed his brother. Out of jealousy. See, see this is the thing that we've got today. We've got a lot of people who are jealous of one another. We've got to stop that. We gotta stop that. I, I know, I know of people right in this building right today, 
probably could preach a better message than I preach. But I'm not a bit jealous of them. I'm not a bit jealous of them. Not one, not one thing am I jealous of them. I, I would welcome anybody. Of course, you can't let women preach because they're, they're prohibited from preaching. But uh, there's women that could preach a good message here, too. Matter of fact, I see on Facebook some women tell another woman, preach it. That's okay. That's all right because that's what they're doing. That's, I guess that's the place to do it is, is right there. They committed sin that no human life could, could, could even cover up. What brought, brought about the, what brought about the confession of David? What brought about the confession of David? And David confessed. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Oh, boy. He committed a terrible sin. And God let him go. God didn't, God didn't kill him. God didn't put him to death. He, 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 he sure did work on his family. But God told David himself, he said, you're going you're gonna to live. I'm not going to kill you. you. You committed a sin that's worth death, but I'm not going to kill you. That's the same thing he told that woman that was caught in adultery. He said, go and sin no more. After, after all of them left, he told her, he said, go and sin no more. So listen, folks. If God, if God doesn't take our life then then we had better watch out because he's about to take somebody's life and we need to be careful of those things David made no excuse as I have seen others do he made no excuse when, when, David, when David realized that the sin he committed he should have died he should have died how many of us have committed sins that we probably should have died for? But we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Anytime you blaspheme God, you should die. But we didn't do it. Anytime you bring a reproach upon uh, uh, the Lord, you should die, but we don't do it. Then we wait around, we wait around, and somebody comes and says, well, you know, so-and-so passed away. Well, I didn't even know they were sick. God has his way. I've seen God take children. I saw it, folks. I've, I've, I've witnessed it. And I've told you, I've told you about this family. Over the years, I had a family that used to come to church. It wasn't here or where I was pastoring at before. I had a family that came to church. And they used a little crippled girl as their excuse. Every time they didn't come to church, I'd say, where were you all last Sunday? Well, Caroline didn't feel too well, so we had to stay home with her. Caroline loved to come to church. She loved to come. She used to love to come and sit in the church building. She didn't, she didn't act up during church time. She didn't cry and go on. 
Well, one Sunday morning, I got a call, early Sunday morning, I just got out of bed. I got a call from the, the grandmother of Caroline. The grandmother and grandfather wanted to use her this year. And said, Brother Jackson, said, I want to tell you, Caroline died last night in her sleep. They didn't have to use her. That's, they, used, they used her death for not coming to church that Sunday. You better be careful what you do now, I'm telling you. All of us have. He blames no one for revealing his secret to the prophet. David didn't say, who told you this? That's what I've, that's what I've heard over the years. When I say something to somebody about something they did, well, who told you? You know, we, we worry too much about what people tell. Who told you? That's what I've heard. I've heard it so many times that you just wouldn't believe how many times I've heard it. Who told you? As sin will do to a child of God, it wounded David to the heart. He did not say that I have sinned against Uriah, but I have sinned against the Lord. Well, he realized that. The prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father, will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, Luke 15. The prodigal son said, the best thing me to do, just go to God and just admit it that I've sinned. You know, we just constant, constant saying that I've sinned don't get the job done. All of us are sinners. But it's, it's, when, it's when it gets serious is when we must realize. Like I had a lady one time right here in this. I was standing out there shaking hands with people, and I had preached on chastisement. She said... Uh, I don't believe God would do that to his people. People just don't realize how serious sin is. It was David himself who said, against thee and thee only, when concerning this sin, he told God, he says, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Psalms 51 verse 4, David said, I've sinned told God, said, I've sinned against you, Lord. I, I've, I've sinned against you. I haven't sinned against him. I've sinned against you, Lord. He didn't say nothing about sin against Bathsheba. He didn't say nothing about sin against Uriah. He didn't say nothing about sin against God when he tried to cover it up, told one lie right after another. No, he said, God, I've sinned against you. A dead conscience makes a person as arrogant as Satan himself. If, 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 if your conscience isn't bothering you about sin, then, then uh, you, you're, you're as dead as dead can be. It was Job who said, Because I am vile, what shall I answer thee? Job 40 and verse 4. Job said, if I'm as vile as he told his friends, 
say, if I'm as vile as you say I am, what, what can I say? I can't do anything about it. Job knew, Job knew as well as David that all he had to do was repent of his, if he'd sinned, he'd repent of it. And that's what his, his, his friends would tell him. He said, you haven't repented of your sin. Job said, I haven't had any reason to repent. I haven't had any reason. It was a publican that the Bible says standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's in Luke 18, verse 13. That, that old publican, old sinful publican, he stood before the Lord. He said, Lord, I've sinned. He didn't say I've sinned against a lot of people, and he had. Publican had sinned. He had sinned against a lot of people. He'd taken money that didn't belong to him. He'd taken money from people that didn't belong to him. No, he didn't say, I've sinned against them. He said, God, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against you, Lord. As all of us can see, if we have really sinned against God, then it's much different than just asking for wholesale forgiveness. That's what a lot of us do. A lot of us go to the Lord every day and, Lord, forgive me. And I like this when somebody says, well, if I sin, forgive me for it. That's not, that's not asking forgiveness. Not a bit more than anything. Wholesale forgiveness, God doesn't even listen to it. It's those people that know they've got caught sin against God. And, and they've gone to God, and they said, God, it's you I've sinned against. We, we must realize, we must realize it. When we commit, if we're a saved person, and we commit sin, we're, we're sinning against the very God that saved us. We're sinning against the very Christ that went and died for us. We, we must realize that. You know, you know what's wrong with your life? What's wrong with your life is you don't do that. You, you think this wholesale forgiveness is all you need to do in wholesale repentance. Somebody told me one time, they said, I, I, don't, I don't go to bed at night what I don't repent of every one of my sins. I don't go to bed at night what I don't pray to God, forgive me for all my sins. Oh, David, David had a different attitude. When he went to God, he said, God, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. I haven't sinned against anybody else. I've sinned against you. A lot of our sin is we think we're sinning against somebody else, but we know we're sinning against God. That's what he's saying. That's what he's telling us. It is... It is with a contrite spirit and a broken heart that we must go to God. It is like incense that rises from the live coals of a burning conviction that we approach the living God of heaven. It's under terrible conviction that we go to him. Not conscience, but conviction. 
conviction when we realize that we've sinned against God and we need to go to him and realize that this sin, you know, as long as we harbor the sin, you know, you sweep the sin on the rug, it's going to be there until you take it out. It's going it's to be there until you pull it out. And make whatever restitution you can for it. And go to God and say, God, it's against you I've sinned. May the Lord bless you. That's my message for today. May the Lord bless you. And, and uh, let's call ourselves in a time of business.